So I have to start by saying that this is probably going to be the most money-focused episode of the podcast that I've done in a while, if ever. Because I feel like most of what we're going to be talking about on this episode is just going to revolve around money. And it's literally even going to start from this first story that I have over here. So DJ Academics recently came out this week to say that rappers are weirdly obsessed with white billionaires and seemingly have a pattern of indulging in behavior that requires them to demean themselves when hanging around white men who hold a particular status and have more wealth than them. He went on to show examples of Lil Baby, Meek Mill, and Kanye West where they were seemingly lacking boundaries and essentially tolerating things that they would not allow from other folks who did not have the power and status as these wealthy white men. And to be honest, from the examples that he's shown, I do kind of agree with him. The only thing is I don't think it's something that's particularly central to rappers. Like, I feel like there's so many other people that do the same shit. Like, people have been idolizing and as a result sucking up to a lot of these super rich guys and even just typical rich guys that aren't even at, like, billionaire status. People suck up to them all the time. And I don't know if it's with this whole false belief of association and, you know, the wealth that comes from association and shit... But either way, people have always felt as though you have more value if you chill with someone who's made more money for some reason. It's like, do you guys remember that debate that was on the internet? I think it was at the beginning of this year or some shit. When people were busy doing this whole thing of, would you rather half a million dollars or lunch with Jay-Z? And people were choosing lunch with Jay-Z? Like that was one of those things that showed the pinnacle of people just sucking up to rich guys because they feel like there's so much more that they have to offer. Yet they forget that sometimes these guys are just regular guys. It's not like they're spewing wisdom all the time. Sometimes they literally just got lucky because they were at the right place at the right time when the opportunity presented itself. Sometimes these guys have gotten extremely rich with a lot of help from stuff like inheritance, you know, their parents' connections and shit. And even Jay-Z had even come out to be like, just take the half a meal. Like even he didn't feel like having a lunch date with him was worth more than half a meal. Like that's one of those things that I've always found weird. And it all comes from this assumption, you know, piece of belief that people usually have of, oh, if you chill with friends of this caliber, you'll be the next one. So, you know, if you have four millionaire friends, you'll be the fifth one. If you have six millionaire friends, you'll be the seventh one. And if you have five broke friends, you'll be the sixth one. Like, I've always looked at that assumption and I've always found it particularly weird, especially in this day and age that we have right now. Because as a factor of individualism, and trust me, most of the time the friends that you chill with aren't even the ones that will help you bring in the money. Like, let's be particularly honest. And Dave Santan actually said it best in Hangman when he was like, when it was time to work, nobody ever turned up, but when it's time to turn up, everyone turns up. Like, everyone is down to have fun with you, but when it comes time to work, most people aren't really about helping each other out. That used to be the case, like, I don't know, 30, 40 years ago, but nowadays everyone's trying to, you know, become better than the other person next to them. And barely anyone these days is trying to help another person that's next to them, one of their homies come up, especially if it means that they might actually end up being bigger than them in some way. So personally, I don't believe in this mindset. And I guess for whoever it is that believes in that mindset, personally, I feel like if you are going to chill around high net worth individuals, then by all means, go, but keep your dignity. I don't think you need to act like them to be with them. And if you really need to act like them to be with them, then maybe they're just not the people for you, you know? And for the most part, you don't need to suck up to them to get ahead, you know? If I sucked up to such people, I wouldn't be having this podcast go on for this long, where I end up starting the podcast with the typical saying of, 
Welcome to Breakdown on Westside, your number one breakdown podcast coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who chose the half a million dollars instead of the Jay-Z offer because I am realistic as shit. I do not think Jay-Z will give me that money and I do not think his advice is worth that money anyways. He is a man who likes his women the same exact way he likes his yogurt. It is none other than your tall, dark and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Tweet Street, the show where we take a deep dive into Twitter, pull up a couple of tweets and break them down a little bit. Now as usual, if you know the drill then you can repeat it after me, if you don't know the drill then it's fine, I'm still gonna say it again, and if you do know the drill and you wanna act like you don't, then it's gonna continue ringing in your head because it almost sounds like a song and it's a very simple drill on how it is that you can contribute to the making of these episodes. These Friday episodes are for, you know, me to reach out into the world and pull out some of the things that you guys say so how we can discuss them. And it's a pretty simple drill and it goes like this. You see that tweet, you like that tweet, you want us to discuss that tweet, you send that tweet. You send it to the DMs of at the D, which happens to be my personal Twitter handle, and I will take it from there and I will handle it accordingly. On Facebook and on IG, it is at Breakdown on Westside. Send it there if it happens to be a screenshot or a screen grab that happens to be on Instagram, that happens to be on Facebook, that is from Twitter, and I will take it from there and I will handle it accordingly. Now, if you are on an app that allows for ratings and reviews, you've heard me say this before if this isn't your first time listening to the podcast, but a nice rating and or review would be highly appreciated. Allows me to continue saying that I'm a chart-topping podcaster because I will continue being on the charts as a chart-topping podcaster. Now, all that said and done, we do have a couple of tweets to discuss, but before I get to that, you know, I did mention that this was a very money-centric episode for the podcast, and I am still sticking with that, so there's a very interesting dilemma that I have over here. So it's one that revolves around paying the bill. And I know we've had these discussions for I don't know how long, ever since 2021, hell, even for a good chunk of 2020. But this one has a particularly interesting twist. So I'm going to read it out for you. Then we can discuss it. So it reads, and I quote, if your man has $50, you have $200. Y'all go out to eat and the bill is $46.84. Who pays? End quote. And y'all know me and riddles. Like, I like such dilemma situations because not only does it challenge me and my thinking, but it also tests how a lot of people usually function in regards to certain matters that affect them. Now, this is actually a very typical example of stuff that happens in the day-to-day. It's not as rare as some of the other dilemma stories I've discussed, and this one seems like a little bit of an easy toss-up. So, I remember when I was doing Fan of a Fan with Wes from the Life on Levels podcast, we actually spoke about something similar to this, and we're talking about babes not wanting to contribute, and he actually told me, I can't remember if it was on the podcast or if it was off-air, the guy was like, he's actually spoken to babes, and he's asked them if if, if they were with a man that makes, say, 70 Gs a month and they were making like 170 Gs or some shit, or like essentially like double or even way more than this guy is making, if they'd actually contribute to the paying of rent and bills in the house. And what the babes were saying was they'd actually be willing to move to a smaller house that is way cheaper so that they don't have to pay the rent and the guy can continue paying for it. And that's actually sort of the same exact thing that I got when I saw the comments on this question when it was asked on IG. Now, there's a lot of babes that will definitely come out and be like, eh, it's okay, I don't mind handling the bill if I have the 200 and he has 50. Now, the weird thing is, or at least the reality of the matter is, it's not like people usually say, this is the much that I have in my pocket when they're out on a date. That's not something that people particularly talk about. But you find that in a lot of cases, 
a babe might know that she's making way more than this guy or she can clearly see that this guy doesn't make all that much but she'll still make him pay for all of that shit and it's never made sense to me it actually has never made sense to me like i can understand going dutch because at least that one makes it a lot easier because for guys if they know that they don't have a lot of cash they won't order super expensive shit but the problem is there's babes that will go and order expensive shit they know this guy does not have as much money and then they still will not chip in that shit is still beyond me and frankly i think this is one of the ways that people usually sort of start to filter out whether they want to be with a certain woman or not because if you're making way more than me but you don't want to help out when it comes to the bills part how do you expect me to want to be with you if i know that at the point where i'm struggling you won't want to help out you get and i know there's some people who'd be like oh you know if you couldn't afford to take me out on a date to a certain place then you should have gone for a cheaper place or we should have just cooked and eaten at home but the truth of it is guys go through the pressure of wanting to take their babe out wanting to you know make sure that their babe feels well cared for and shit and this is something that affects us quite a bit so sometimes we might make just enough to you know get us to go out on a date or you know just enough to have us take you out to a certain place and that's pretty much just it so to a huge degree it is your duty as a babe to sort of reassure me as the guy and be like you know what it's okay i can understand you're not making all that much i can understand you don't have all that much money so it's fine i've got this or we can split the bill in some way or you know you can just handle tipping and i'll probably pay for blah 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 and that would be probably what i guess maybe our parents would have wanted us to do when we're grown human beings going out on dates with our partners but guess what this is 2022 people are extremely all about themselves and holding their money and spending as little of it as possible so i guess this nigga will probably be forced to pay if most of the people who comment on this actually get that way but either way i'm glad i'm not in that position and fellas if you do have that kind of a predicament by all means just eat at home and i will leave it at that and i will move it on so on to our very first tweet of this episode i can't stand a what do you do for work person when first meeting someone it comes off very classist to me people ask what you do for a living so they can calculate the level of respect to give you well if this was a babe who said this on twitter then i'd probably say that it's less about the class and it's literally more about the conversation and getting to know you a lot more because when you kind of think about it as an adult about 2/3 of your life is spent working like i think that's the statistic equivalent you spend about 2/3 of your life literally just at work putting the work in and pretty much just trying to you know afford a living of some sort so for a guy to know what it is that you do to do that then it kind of makes it a lot better to kind of improve on like the stories because if you're a waiter you know are there certain ways that customers talk to you badly is there some things that you find that are a pet peeve like you can use that for conversation kind of like that even though you are something like a bus driver like what common people are used to seeing what's the most constant thing that you see in buses that you know kind of acts you out and shit like those are some of the questions that i'd probably ask afterwards because i'd be genuinely interested in getting to know more about your profession now 
Unfortunately, the person who did this tweet is a guy. So I kind of have to agree with what he says to a certain degree because to a very huge level, I find it very common for a lot of babes to ask a guy what it is that he's doing. And then they start doing this whole thing of, you know, doing the math in their heads about does this guy make this much? Does he seem like he's doing blah, blah, blah? Because, you know, the moment you hear that this guy is a manager at this and this startup and, and they just got into the tech space and they recently got some funding, sure he's going to be like, you know what, this nigga makes good bank. And they're gonna stick with this guy even though they don't entirely like him. But if this guy literally goes and says that he's like, oh no, he's he's an electrician, they're automatically gonna look down upon him. You know, if he says that he's in plumbing, they might look down upon him. Even though some of those guys can get a contract to actually do the piping and plumbing for an entire apartment block and he will be paid a massive lump sum for that shit. Like, I can remember a couple of years back, there was this meme that I saw of... You know, a, a picture with a bunch of babes busy sitting on a tractor and there was a guy inside that tractor. And the caption that was there was, when they finally realized that this farmer's tractor costs more than their crush's BMW. And it made so much sense because people will judge one profession as a low earning profession even though they don't actually understand that sometimes people can make a fuck ton from one profession. But even beyond that, people are rating other people based off of how much they make, which isn't entirely a good thing when you're trying to look for a partner. And to a huge degree, that's what ends up making some babes, you know, end up with the wrong person who will mistreat them. So for the fellas, if you want to get yourself a good babe that doesn't just look at you for the money, downplay the fuck out of your position so that she doesn't think that you make all that much. Like, if you're a bank manager or some shit, go and say that, you know, you just started working at the bank and you're in customer service or, or, or like you're a teller or some shit. If she automatically thinks that you don't make all that money and she decides to, you know, write you off, then good for you. You've avoided a bad one, you know. But if she chooses to stick around and it doesn't face her one bit what it is that you do, by all means, let her know exactly what it is that you do later on. Because honestly... I feel like there's a lot more babes that are judging guys based off of how much they earn and yet most of that shit actually changes with time. But anyways, I'll leave it at that and I will move it on. So on to our very next tweet of this episode. The belief that if a man is broke he should not be with a woman is absurd. Yes, surely every man should be striving to make money, but for himself first, not to fit women's standards. Why? Because it's only foolish but sad to see men equate their worth to women by the ability of their earning potential. By doing so, you only teach whatever woman you'll end up with to respect money, not the one who makes the money. So what happens if the money runs out? Does the love automatically run out as well? Bros, you need to wisen up. Vet these women, how they treat you without money even if you have it, pretend you don't. That's the only way you can only know if she actually values you. Well, the guy's not wrong about most of the stuff that he said here. Like, in my humble opinion, I feel like he's actually not wrong about most of what he said here. And considering that he has said a lot, I will try to break it down in like three main bits. But alright, so the belief that a man is broke, he should not be a woman is absurd. I don't entirely think so. I think it's not really a case of if you're broke, you shouldn't be with a woman. But I've always had this belief that if you're not good financially i don't think that you should actually be trying to chase a relationship 
And my reasoning behind it is relationships are an investment and there's a lot of costs that go into being in a relationship. Now, it's not just the getting into the relationship, but even the staying in one. And you can't equate it all to money, but you know, there's the money side of it, there's the energy side of it, there's the time side of it as well. Essentially, there's a lot of resource that's actually used up in investing in a relationship. Now, whether it turns into a liability and it's short-lived or it's a long-term thing and you guys end up getting married, you know, whichever one it is, it does require that investment. Now, if you're doing that and you do not have the financial foundation where it is that, you know, you've sort of built something for yourself, then it becomes very hard for you to go ahead and spend money that you don't necessarily have all that much of into something that might not turn out all that well. Which is why most people have always thought of investment as something that, you know, only the rich and the wealthy do. Because the first rule is, don't invest what you're not ready to lose. Like, people usually make it seem as though, oh, you know, this investment is foolproof. Oh, you know, if you invest in this, you're going to be making this much returns. But no one ever tries to tell you that, you know what, there's downsides to this and you could lose not just some, but even everything with it. So, forgive me if I feel like I don't think that you should be losing the little that you have, you know, if you don't have anything backing you up, simply because you want to be with someone. But that said, when you kind of look at the last bit that he was saying, you know, um, the whole acting like you don't have money even though you do. Like, that's some shit that guys have actually been told about for a little bit. It was actually something that I remember someone saying, I think it was last year, where they were like, you know what, do this test to see if, you're, if your lady is loyal and blah, blah, blah with you, or if she's just there for the money. Um, apparently, you should go and take all of your leave days at once so that you have like a month. And then you just chill home and then you tell your girlfriend that you lost your job or you tell your wife that you lost your job. And you pretty much see how they start to treat you over that entire period of time. Now, the problem is this was something that was said on Twitter, which is a very public place and it's something that was shared quite a bit. So I guess for most babes, they could probably see this as a test and they'll treat you like absolute gold for that entire month up until you go back to work, which in and of itself is them beating the game. So what I would say is instead of looking at whether she'll treat you like shit, whether she'll leave you, look at how exactly she'll behave towards you, what exactly she'll tell you in regards to your finances during that entire month. Because if you're out of work and for the first month you're still spending money, you're still blowing cash like you're expecting it at the end of the month, if she cares about you, then she will straight up tell you, you know what? you shouldn't be spending this much money like this because you don't know when your next paycheck is coming from. She will tell you, you know what, we shouldn't be blowing cash like this. Yes, I know you like doing blah, 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 but you need to cut back for the sake of your own survival. Like, if she decides to do that or if she straight up tells you, you know what, we can survive off of what I've got. You know, I know I might not make that much, but we can survive off of what I got. Then by all means, keep that babe. If she's letting you spend the way you feel like, by all means, that shorty does not care about your longevity. My nigga, drop the shorty, move the fuck on. But anyways, all of that said and done, I will leave that entirely up to you and I will move it on to our very final tweet of this episode. I had a man say today, men with real money stunt through their wife. You know what? I think that man does not exist. 
And I have to say that as a fact. Like, frankly, I do not know of a guy that would say such a thing. Yes. Is it something that a guy could say? Definitely. You know, niggas have said all sorts of things ever since, you know, the beginning of time and shit. But I think this one in this day and age of today is something a lot less likely. Plus, it's not even a true statement. Like, men with real money stand through their wife. Like, is it that, you know, we'd hear Melinda Gates is getting like the latest Bugatti or some shit because Bill Gates is a billionaire and he just made a huge W. Like, we never used to hear such shit. Like, by all means, if you're making really good money, then your wife, your kids will probably benefit off of it. Not unless if you absolutely do not care about them and you're a complete narcissist who only cares about himself. Like, your wife, your kids will definitely benefit from you making good money. But stunting through your wife, I don't think that's something that a lot of people would do. Because if anything, I feel like they probably don't even stunt through their wives. It's their wives who end up looking good because they're not really using much of their money in terms of handling the bills and shit. So they can afford to splurge more on, you know, certain looks, you know, getting certain hairdos, getting certain expensive weaves, you know, going out to nice places, buying nice dresses, getting themselves nice shoes, buying themselves a fancier car and shit. So in some ways, you can say that, you know, a guy who's making really good money can have a woman who looks really, really good because she is spending her money on herself a hell of a lot more. But you get to brag or at least you get to stunt through your wife. Eh, I don't think that's the case. Like, it's not uncommon to see that a guy who's making good money getting expensive, nice shit for their wives. But it's not like we'd actually flex through our wives all that much. Like, I can probably be making a million dollars a month, but it's not like I will be spending, you know, 250,000 Kenya shillings on getting my wife an expensive weave. For me, that doesn't do shit because it's not like the weave is going to my head. And I know that sounds a little bit selfish, but it's the truth. I'd much rather go ahead and buy myself a McLaren or a Ferrari or some shit because I can get to stunt with that. Now, if I'm in the car or if my wife drives the car around or some shit, then she gets to look good because I am winning. Now, that is not stunting through my wife. That is me still stunting. It's just that my wife is enjoying the benefits. And it doesn't even have to be a Ferrari or a McLaren or some shit. Like, you don't even need to think that far. Even think houses. Like, your wife and your kids will benefit from that shit because you're making more money so you can afford a more expensive house. I hope that kind of makes sense for most people. Although, I don't know, maybe I don't make sense with this, maybe I'm not completely right about this. Either way, I want your thoughts on this. The DMs are open at Bagaka, the D is the handle on Twitter to reach me at. On Facebook and on Instagram, it is at Breaktime on website. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end, and if you are listening to CastBox, feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below, and I will attend to them accordingly, and I will catch you guys on the next break. <laughs>